I'm Adam Manis. And I'm Peter Martin. And you're listening to the You'll Hear It podcast. On today's episode, we're going to answer our very first voice question we've received here at the You'll Hear It podcast. This is a very exciting, momentous day here in the history of the You'll Hear It podcast. Our first voice question. That's right. This takes me back to the old days with the answering machine when you have the cassette there and you come home to some messages. So let's get right to it and listen to this question from Dan. Hi, Peter and Adam. Wonder if you could talk briefly about pianos. I had the unfortunate experience this week of having a piano tuner technician come out to the house and he pronounced that my 100-year-old upright was really not worth uh, tuning or investing anything else in. So I'm thinking about uh, starting to shop around for uh, probably an electronic digital piano uh, and just wondered what your thoughts are on that. Uh, I'm sure a lot of us uh, that listen to your podcast are, are saddled with uh, old uprights. Uh, I'd like to get your views on it. Anyway, <laughs> I got an autopsy on my piano this week, so I've had it 45 years, so it's kind of a little tough to give it up, but I'm afraid it's time. Thank you. All right, great. Thanks, Dan. Great question. And um, so when we talk about older pianos, and Adam, I think both of us have, have been through and even are in possession now of some older pianos. We're kind of collectors of pianos and pianists, which is a funny thing because it's not like collecting a kazoo. We've got, what do we have, four pianos in the studio presently? I don't know, man. We have way too many pianos <laughs> in here. But. Yeah, and one of them is a very old upright, That's actually. True. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we have some experience with this. Um, but pianos are machines. They're musical instruments first, of course, but they've got a lot of wood. They've got a lot of um, springs in them. They've got metal. It's, it's, it's a little machine that, that has all these moving parts, and it eventually wears out, unfortunately. Yeah, they're so hard to let go, but you know, even really well-made pianos, eventually they succumb to the elements. I mean, you have so much wood and metal, and you know, humidity and temperature can always take its toll. And you know, over the course of like Dan's piano he's had for 45 years, you know, that's, that's a typical shelf life, I think, for a piano to, to survive. Right. Well, he said it was 100 years old, but he'd had it for 45 years. Oh, it was 100 years old? 100 years old, yeah. Well, you got I'll the most thing out, out of it. it. Yeah. <laughs> no, I mean, that's, that's amazing. The, the, the 100, I mean, actually, it's, I'm, I have a weekly gig where I play a 100-year-old Steinway upright. Right. And that thing is dying. Yeah, you also tune it during the break. I saw you last week. I've invested <laughs> in my own tuning kit just to make, but yeah, I, I feel your pain, Dan as far as like a dying piano. But now imagine that you had to play your dying piano in front of an audience. <laughs> yeah, and I think, you know, for pianos, you know, it, it's, it's, it's a little different than violins and cellos and string instruments where there's an improvement over time as long as they're maintained, but they're also a little bit simpler to maintain yeah. than a piano. Piano just has so many moving parts, yep. so many potentials for failure. So when an instrument gets to that age, if it's being played regularly, and if you had it for 45 years and were enjoying it, whatever, you've probably gotten... Um, most of the use out of it. Now, that's not saying that you couldn't replace the action, replace the strings, replace the pedals, but basically replace every part that moves, the hammers, you know, everything that's in contact with something else. Basically, you, what you would end up doing, and I've kind of you know, done this over the years with a couple of different instruments where you're rebuilding and replacing, and you kind of end up, if you wanted to get back to, to great playing condition, you're replacing everything, 
everything except for the soundboard. And oftentimes you're replacing that. Yeah, sometimes that's correct. Yeah, but yeah. the, uh, what do they call it? The harp. The harp. Which is the big metal part. The, that's usually fine. The pin block. The pin block and the case of yeah. the instrument. And so you, you've got like a brand new piano in there, which if you've got a beautiful case and you're, you love that, you can do that. But you're going to probably spend more money doing that well than it would cost you to buy a really good quality used piano and maybe even a new piano. That's right. You know, the, the, one of the things about pianos is not too long ago, everybody had one in their house and now almost nobody does. So you can actually get really good deals on used pianos. Um, and pretty much anywhere in the world right now, there's, right. there's lots of old pianos, old uprights especially, needing, you know, needing some love and, and someone to play them. So. Right, and I mean, just a little bit of legwork, you could be rewarded with a really good quality instrument that may not be brand new, but is not going to be uh, to the point of your instruments, Dan, where you don't feel like you really can you know, play it without a bunch of work. So I, I know you ask about keyboards too, and there's certainly some, some great keyboards out there. You're going to end up spending more, in our opinion, to get a really good quality keyboard than you could find a quality um, acoustic piano, depending on your budget, and, and, and probably get a lot more enjoyment, especially just for like jazz playing, solo piano playing, dynamic range, unless you just want to get a keyboard for all the different sounds and stuff, that can be fun too. Yeah. But in terms of piano playing, a lot of the stuff we talk here, you're really going to want to have an acoustic. Yeah, there, there, I mean, it's never been a better time to have uh, an electric keyboard. They're, they're better than, of course, as technology is, it's better than it's ever been, but it's still not quite there for piano sounds and for the feel of an actual hammer hitting a string. There's yeah, it's hard to get that. that I mean, replicated. we're old school here, though. So we are we're, we're a little biased. We're old school. No, I mean, <laughs> you know, Roland makes some great stuff. Nord, I play a Nord when I have when I have to have a keyboard. Um, but I, I know you feel the same way, which is that in your home, it's best to have a hammer hitting a string. It's best to have a real piano if you can. Right, right. And so I would say, you know, if you look, if you go to uh, community music schools conservatories in your area, just university music departments, and look, if they still do this, little bulletin boards, and I think they do, I've seen these recently, yeah, where people will advertise, you know, a piano, because cause generally people are trying to get rid of pianos at a certain point, and you could even sometimes find an instrument, someone might advertise it for $500 yep. or $1,000, but they don't really realize what the market actually is, and it might be an okay piano, but they're going to quickly find out if they need to get rid of that piano, they're pretty much going to have to pay someone 500 bucks just to move it out. So sometimes if you catch someone desperate enough, not that I'm recommending doing this, but if you do, you can say, look, I'll give you a hundred bucks or I'll, I'll just give it to me for free, but I'll take it out today. And then you're going to have to pay a little bit of money to get it moved. But you'd be surprised what you can find. Cause sometimes people will have a piano. They might've bought it 25 years ago for their kid to learn how to play. And the kid didn't really play or maybe played a little. And it's just been sitting there yep. and it's in pretty good shape. Yep. You know? Yeah, no, you can actually get a really good deal this way. I would talk to the piano tuner who told you that yours was dead. Right. Cause actually nobody sees more pianos than piano tuners, especially dying pianos. Or if you have a local piano shop, you know, we have here in St. Louis Jackson Pianos, which does this very same thing. You yep. take these old pianos and they restore them and then you can buy them. Um, there's a lot of places like that around, around the country and around the world. So get to know your piano tuner, your, piano, your local piano shop or dealer, and just ask them, you know, make, make friends with them and ask them, hey, do you have anything that can be restored? Right. You know? And you can actually get a really good deal on a good piano that way. Yeah, and then check out, you know, local churches, synagogues, mosques. Yep. 
um, schools yep. in the area. A lot of times they have instruments they're trying to get rid of. Uh, and we, we get calls here all the time uh, because people know we're into pianos, you know, about, oh, I've got this piano. I, I, I want to get into a good home or something. And that usually a good home means where it's going to be played and enjoyed instead of just sitting there taking up space somewhere. And I think generally you're going to spend, uh, I mean, to get like, say, that, you know, a good Nord Electro or some of the really good keyboards. I mean, those are like, what, three, four thousand, maybe even five thousand dollars. Yeah. So if the, you want the 88 key weighted key Nord, I think 26 is what they start at. Right. But they go up to five. Yeah. You know. and, and I mean, if you look around, I would say for 5000 or even $4,000 in most, you know, mid-sized to large cities in the U.S., and, and I would think a lot of parts of the rest of the world are like this as well, um, you can find even a grand sometimes in pretty good shape. Now, for $4,000, you might find a grand that needs a little bit of work, say $1,000 worth of work, mm-hmm. but now you've got a little baby grand for five, for five Gs that can really, um, you know, do something nice for you. But I mean, for four grand, you could actually buy a pretty decent used Yamaha or Steinway upright. I would think a really good one. Yeah. Yep. So. Um, and then look at Craigslist, you know, based upon the city, but also look at other cities, you know, within driving distance to you. So if you live in, um, you know, like pretty much anywhere in Texas in the eastern part, look at like Houston, Dallas. I mean, you will be amazed how many instruments are on there. You have to learn a little bit to kind of call and vet them out before you drive for you know, far to really find out what the condition is, but you can find some good instruments that way as well. Totally. Well, Dan, we hope this helps. Thank you for submitting our very first voice question. Uh, for anybody listening to this, if you want to submit a voice question, go to youllhearit.com. There is a little button at the bottom of the page where you can just record it right there on your computer or your phone, and it sends... Uh, it sends comes a, right to our answering machine. comes right here to at our... The, at the You'll Hear It uh, podcast headquarters it's recorded to tape and peter has to erase the tape every week that's right so get him i'm willing to do it (laughs) thanks for listening to this episode of the you'll hear it podcast you can go to youllhearit.com to get more information, submit a question, or just say hello. Wait, you can do that? Absolutely. All right, and if you like what you heard, please leave a review and a rating below. Thanks. 